Hello and welcome back to the Sports Countdown podcast with Declan Hughes and Peter Lynch. Declan, how's life treating you over there in the States? Very good, mate. Very good. Um, a big snowstorm possibly coming to the East Coast this weekend, so um, that'll be fun. Couple of days inside the house, couple yeah. of cans. Well, can't beat that, mate, to be fair. Um, also, just going to say, huge weekend of sport coming up then, um, and a couple of days after that as well next week, so... We're going to preview all that and get stuck into it, you know, get our thoughts discussed on that. Um, so, I mean, NFC and AFC championships coming up first in the NFL. Uh, you have the Australian Open tennis finals at the weekend as well. And then a few short days after that, we'll have one of the biggest uh, football matches in the world in Celtic against Rangers in the Scottish Premiership. So we'll get stuck into all that, but just before we get started, just a quick shout out to Freelance Football Ops. They're a top group who source paid football media roles. Uh, so you can give them a shout out on Twitter or LinkedIn if you're looking for a job in the industry right now. So Declan, um, first up, probably have to go with the NFL, don't we? Um, it's been a pretty mad one over there the last couple of days. Um, do you want to just fill in people, uh, fill in what you know what we've missed so far? Yeah, I mean, the last weekend was the the divisional round, um, and I think everybody will agree that watches. American football that it was probably one of the best weekends the sports had in a long time mm-hmm. um, especially all, the last game which I'll kind of touch upon the, the Chiefs versus the Bills but every game went to the to the last play um, yep. on the Saturday night you had the, the Bengals they played the Titans and they came down to a field goal that was the number one seed got knocked out mm-hmm. so the Bengals progressed um, we also had on Saturday Saturday night we had the number one Green Bay against San Francisco 49ers again the number one seed loses to a field goal right at the end so that's the two number one seeds from the regular season have been eliminated from the playoffs wow. so kind of a big upset there especially Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers was yep. in contention for a MVP season mm-hmm. so yeah, that was a very good Saturday night but uh, Sunday just got it got crazier so um you had the Buccaneers at home versus the Rams the Rams went into I'm pretty sure it was a 27-3 lead they had at one point and then or 24-3 maybe but um Tom Brady with the Buccaneers know the the greatest of all time yeah lead comeback they tie it up um but they leave they leave a minute on the clock for Matthew Stafford and the Rams and the Rams managed to get two big plays from Stafford to to Cooper Cup, another guy that if you've watched the NFL this season is in contention for MVP. He's been sensational at a wide receiver. So two big throws gets him in field goal range. They they clock it to kick the field goal. They win another not a big upset, but another home team yeah. loses. Um so the Rams managed to progress there. And then the best one for last was if if you've never watched a, an NFL game and you kind of want to get into it and see what it's about. Mm-hmm. I would just go watch the highlights of the Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. It was just <laughs> two, two young quarterbacks who are just the future of the sport, just going back and forth like the, the I want to say defence, because that's how they say it over here now, the, <laughs> the defence couldn't stop yeah. either quarterback. It was just sensational watching them do their stuff. Um, both deserve to go through. Just phenomenal. They, I think in the last minute of the game, there was over 20 points scored, which is 
crazy. In the last two minutes, the two-minute warning, it's just crazy how many points were scored. Mm-hmm. Um, there was 13 seconds left. The Bills scored a touchdown to put them seven points ahead of the Chiefs. So 13 seconds to for Patrick Mahomes to get 40, 50 yards to give his field goal kicker a chance to, to tie up. Oh, sorry, there were three behind, I apologise. Three behind, mm-hmm. but he had to get in field goal range to tie up the game. In 13 seconds, you're thinking there's just no chance that you're yeah, going to do course. that. It's impossible. But sure, sure enough, two throws. <laughs> they, Mahomes gets them in field goal range. They kick the field goal, ties it up, goes to overtime, and then it's kind of controversial. And now the rule that whoever wins the coin toss gets the ball. Right. And if you score a touchdown on that drive, you win and the opposition team doesn't get a chance to get the ball back to, to tie it up. Wow, so didn't know that. The Bills lost the Bills lost the time cost. And as I said, whoever got that ball at overtime is going to win because the quarterbacks were just so hot. And mm-hmm. Mahomes, as good as he has, just drove it down the field and Kelsey got the, the winning touchdown. So it was just a crazy, <laughs> crazy game. Um, like, you know, my wife, Morgan, isn't really into sports, but I think she was even intrigued yeah. to watch a game as well. It was just... It was a crazy, crazy weekend. It was fantastic to watch. Unbelievable. It just sounds a bit mental, but I mean, and it's not even finished there. There's still quite oh. a bit to go. Um, obviously, you know, those teams that have made it through now, Chiefs and the Bengals, and then the Rams and the 49ers coming up against each other. Um, any any thoughts on those ones? Like, how, can you see somebody coming right out of the blocks, you know, or can you see it being close? I think... Both games potentially again could go to like the final, the final play. Surely um, not again, man. I think, yeah, you never, you never know. It's yeah. just been crazy. But um, the Bengals have to go to uh, Kansas City to Arrowhead. Um, again, Mahomes is just so hot. He's looking to go to three Super Bowls in, in a row. Mm-hmm. Won it two years ago. Lost last season to Tom Brady and the the Buccaneers. But I think they're big favourites. But um, Joe Burrow, quarterback for um. The Bengals has been sensational and they've got a lot of good weapons on. He's got um, Jamar Chase, who's been sensational in his rookie season. He's got Joe Mixon at running back. He's got T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. He's got a lot of good weapons there. But so does Mahomes. So for me right now, I don't think Joe Burrow's quite going to do it um, at Arrowhead. I think the Chiefs will, will win that one. Right. We'll wait to see how, how close that game is with a few um, few Chiefs injuries could limit them on defence, which would help out... Um, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, but mm-hmm. that'll be a really good game. But for me, the the Rams and the the Forty Niners is going to be a, a really close game. I think um, the Rams have been really hot all season, won their division. San Francisco's in the same division, but um, I read a stat. I don't think the the Rams have won against the Forty Niners in maybe like six attempts, maybe. Wow! And they play each other twice a a season because yeah. they're in the same division. So. Um, I think it's been a while since the Rams have won against the 49ers, but Rams have got a home field advantage and um, the SoFi Stadium's actually where the Super Bowl's going to be held this season as well. So mm-hmm. kind of extra motivation for the Rams to, to win that match and then have home field advantage for the for the Super Bowl. But for me, it's going to be a really, really tight and closely fought game. I think that could go to the final play of both matches. Wow, it's all happening, man. That'll be good to watch. Like I might even have to tune in myself now. 
as I mean, you'll remember like us watching the Super Bowl final where Brady was at the Patriots and they played the Falcons and they were down by like twenty four points and we watched that comeback and it mm. was just crazy. So sometimes those kind of games, if you watch them, it just gets you intrigued in the sport and yeah, yeah. from then on it that just like enhanced mine. Obviously moving to America it's on TV all the time, so you just happen to watch yeah. it, but yeah, really into it now, so but no, it was a great last weekend was a great a great promotional thing for for the sport and I think it would have got a lot of more followers for that as well. So yeah. nah, I'm not looking forward to this weekend and hopefully it's the same the same as last and we'll be in for a we'll be in for a good time. Class man and then the Super Bowl after that. But I'm sure we'll get on to that at some point over the next I'm couple sure of weeks. We'll try and get our good guest um, Ryan Roberts back on again to mm-hmm. talk Super Bowl with us. So man, hopefully sure. hopefully he listens. I'll be getting at him if he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um so that was the NFL, mate. Yep. So this weekend we've actually got a final. So we've got the Australian Open, which has been going on in Melbourne. So do you, I think before we start talking about how the, the tournaments went so far, I think it would be rude not to touch on uh, Novak Djokovic. Yeah. His controversy of going to Australia, um, getting told he's not playing, he needs to get deported, and then he mm-hmm. wins the case. I yep. think it's over, and then... There's another case, and then he's 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 not allowed to compete. He's sent back home. It's just been really crazy. Do you want to kind of give your thoughts on that whole issue? Yeah, no, I mean it's like you said, it's just an absolute mess to be honest. Um, just so much going back and forward. You know, people were really upset that he wasn't allowed to play, but I think you know it, it might have been much worse if he was allowed to play, just because of the situation there. But you mentioned, I mean, those games are a good promotion and a good advertisement for the NFL. I think this has been a like a really bad advertisement for tennis. You know what I mean? Because again, it's not it's not a massive sport when you compare it to other sports. So, but this is one of the four majors, like so. It's you know people get involved in it, but so I think in that aspect, you know, sadly, it's kind of taken away something from the actual competition because it's probably the biggest story that's actually happened at the Australian Open, and it's it's not even on the court. So. It's a bit annoying to see, but he's and even today I read that there's an issue with his his actual COVID test, his initial one that he think tested positive with to actually use to to get his exemption. Um, so that's kind of just another another part of the story that's just gonna keep on going, unfortunately. But as you said, you know there's there's finals to look forward to. Um, so probably just start. I mean, <coughs> excuse me, the men's. Um, the men's was on today, actually, the semi-final uh, against uh, Tsitsipas and Med- Medvedev. Probably the the best game of the tournament, I'd say, in the men's anyway, so far. Just kind of, you know, went the rounds. It was an absolute battle. Um, but now that's Medvedev in the final, coming up against Nadal. And everybody knows about Nadal, obviously. He's he's joint with uh, Djokovic and Federer now on 20 Grand Slam titles, so... To be honest, I wouldn't. I would have said nobody would have thought that he would be the man to, you know, to go one clear of Djokovic and Federer. But that will be obviously a great story if he does. Um, but then you have Medvedev, you know, um, number two in the world, I think he is, and he's he lost last year in the final against Djokovic. So, um, to be honest, it's gonna be hard to see past him. You know, he's he's looking really strong, um, and he's you know he's obviously out for revenge. So I think that'll be a good one to watch. Um, and then obviously you have the women's final as well. So thankfully Australians have something to cheer about. You know, Ashley Barty, world number one, she's in the final. 
um, against Danielle Collins, I believe, yeah, from America, number 27th in the world. So, I mean, I think it's going to be an absolute massive upset if Barty loses that one. Um, she hasn't even dropped a set going to the final. Um, I would say her only weakness is that she maybe hasn't even had a proper test yet. You know, she's kind of played against lesser opposition, you know, no disrespect, but she is world number one. So I don't really know. I'm kind of clutching the straws here, but maybe complacency going into the game or something. That's the only way I see her losing this one. Um, because you have Collins, who's kind of, you know, she's had to battle it out in multiple sets in her other, in two of her games. Um, but she did beat uh, Sweet Attack in the semis, so that's that's going to be a big confidence booster. So, plenty happening in the tennis. Um, what I would say is, I have to give a shout out to Kyrgios, um, Australian, in the, the men's doubles. Him and Kokinakos, you know, they've been absolutely great to watch. But Kyrgios especially, just... You know, for the player that he is and the personality that he is, I'm not sure if you know him, do you, Nick Kyrgios? Um, see, it just says a lot, I mean, about tennis players. You don't really know many of them. Just because I don't want to be harsh to them, but, I mean, he, he said it himself, Kyrgios, that there needs to be more personalities in tennis. Um, and he's one of these guys, you know, that they can produce moments of magic. You know, they go through the legs or they go for trick shots and they're they're a bit controversial with what they say and what they do. Um, he's a guy. I don't know if you've ever seen him. You know, obviously they serve overarm in tennis. Um, but he's pulled out a few underarm serves, which is legal. But it catches players off guard, and Nadal has been on the receiving end of a few, and he's not been very happy at all. So, yeah, good for them there in the final of the <coughs> of the doubles. So that'll be good to watch as well. Um, but yeah. Um, that's probably, I mean, as I said, Djokovic, definitely the main story here in Australia, so sad to see that it's taken away from the competition, but still plenty to play for, and I'm sure there'll be still plenty of fans intrigued at these games. Absolutely. So, 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 that's the tennis, that's the American football. Um, the big one. The big one now, as we mentioned at the start, I mean, we just have to talk about it. Old firm derby, if it's still allowed to be called that, I'm not too sure. <laughs> but the Glasgow derby, the Glasgow derby, yeah, yeah, Celtic Rangers. Um, that's gonna be after the weekend of action. That's gonna be next Wednesday, uh, next Wednesday night at Celtic Park, I believe. Um, I don't know where to start with that one. Obviously, it's tight up there in Scotland in the Scottish Premiership. Four points, I think, separating the sides as it stands at the minute. I know they have a game at the weekend each. Um, Rangers, Ross County, is it? And Celtic, Dundee United. Dundee United. That's it. That could be a scare there. You never know. Um, so I'll get now. I'll, I'll leave my 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 stats for Geo after you give your <laughs> your opinions on this one. No, um, obviously compared to since Rangers came back up to the top flight, there's not been many um games over into that have been like. That could be so decisive, yeah. you know what I mean? Like at this point in the season, there's been a couple that have obviously kind of been a big momentum boost. Um, for Rangers, especially, usually they're the team that's won the game. Obviously, the game's supposed to be um, January, but mm-hmm. we've, al- um, we've always kind of played them um, the second game of the season, and they've typically won it in the last three seasons. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, being moved forward to to February. Um, to kind of coincide with 
the games being limited capacity for the fans have moved it, which was you can argue which which was right or wrong, but I think it was the right decision because you don't want to play. It's bad. It was bad enough last season with no fans at a, a Celtic Rangers game, mm-hmm. so to have like a limited one as well, it's just it drains like the atmosphere. You know, that's what the games are are famous for. Yeah, it's having the crowd there. So no, nah, but this one, as I said, it's just going to be. It's just so huge. I think if Rangers Assuming Celtic and Rangers win at the weekend, yeah. get out of this four points. If Rangers win at Celtic Park and go seven points clear, I think it'd be a huge ask for Celtic to to win the league this mm-hmm. season. But if Celtic win and cut it at one point, Celtic's got the momentum getting into the next part of the season as well with tough games coming up yeah. for <clears throat> Celtic and Rangers. So um, no, it can't be overlooked at how important this game is for, for both teams and how it might outlook on the rest of the season. Yep, absolutely. Well, I mean, you kind of avoided my question, though. How's it going to go? Um, you're a bit too scared to answer that one. Uh, I mean, Gio, since he's come in, 12 matches now, I think, uh, conceded just three goals. They've scored 23. Um, December manager of the month. Uh, European football as well, obviously, um, coming up of the Europa League. So he's been pretty sensational. No denying that, is there? Let me just counter that with um, <laughs> Celtic have got the best defensive record this season and they've scored the most goals this season. <laughs> so um, I think we'll be giving Ange Postecoglou huge, huge benefit, uh, huge credit for mm-hmm. what he walked into this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Gio walked into a, a, the, the champions. Walked into a champions, a championship squad that's yeah. won the league. Um, they've. They've been doing. He he has done well. He's kind of steadied the ship. Same kind of thing that happened when when Rogers left Celtic and Lennon come in and just kind of kept that yeah. continued. Say that word deck and whatever. They kept it going right. <laughs> so, uh, but Postecoglou came into a mess this season, and the start of the season was so tough for like the the big how big this rebuild was, and the start of the season we lost the Hearts. Um, mm. And then we lost to Livingston, we lost to Rangers away from home. So it was a really tough start. So I think if you were asking any Celtic fan, like get into this game, if you were only four points behind Rangers, mm-hmm. um, you would you would take it. Now we have a chance to possibly cut it to one. And obviously, depending on what happens at the weekend, you could still potentially go top of the league. So yeah, nah, I think, I mean, honestly, it's going to be really, it's going to be close, I think. Um Celtic have got a lot of injuries and a lot of guys that are um, on international duty. I know Rangers have got Morelos gone, but they've got Joe Joe Arable back from yeah. the African Cup nation, so that's a huge boost for them. So both teams won't be full strength. Um, I mean, Ohaji got hurt as well; he's out for the season, so mm-hmm. not. So it's just going to be it's going to be tough. Like, I'm really optimistic about it, but if you've not got Kyogo, Callum McGregor, Turnbull, Rogic. Um, Maeda yeah. yeah they're asking a lot of, and there's going to be a lot of deputants I think other guys that haven't played in a lot of these games mm-hmm. for Celtic possibly their first games first time starting as well and you know it's the atmosphere is going to be great but you'll know it like watching these games if the home team if the away team frustrates the home team the crowd can kind of get a bit edgy and that's when you know from an away perspective that yeah. you're kind of you're edging that out and if you can quiet the crowd then you've got a really good chance to to take something from the game but um, 
I've not looked forward to one of these games in a, mm. in a long time. <laughs> you know, like last season was brutal. But um, no, it's going to be really, really interesting. And with Celtic having beat Rangers in over two years, well, I think. Yeah, they played at Ibrox and Edward scored and your boy Johnny Hayes scored the death to win 2 0. So that's, a, I think it's over two years, two and a half years maybe. So it's been a long time. So um, you would say Celtic are, are due to win a game. So fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, just even going back to that game a few years ago, that Celtic team, like, and you compare that to now, it's unrecognisable, isn't it? It's, it's honestly mental, the players that Foster Coglu's brought in, but I mean, they've all done really well. It's just, it doesn't look like a like a Celtic team anymore, but I think they've, you know, performed really well since they've come in. But you said, you know, so many of them are missing. I just, I couldn't even believe that there was international football going on out there, out in, you know, Australia and South America, because... I mean, a lot of big players are missing. It's going to be Morelos for Rangers, like you said. He was player of the month in December, if I'm not wrong. Um, and then, you know, the likes of the likes of Rogic and um, who else has gone? Yeah, the Japanese players are gone as well, I believe. Um, just, just, um, just Maeda. Just Maeda, is he away? Um, Kyogo's injured right. right now, so we don't know kind of if he's going to be playing or not. But mm-hmm. just my has gone. But I think the big ones, Rogic, like he's yeah. been so influential this season for for Celtic. But I was really impressed with O'Reilly's debut mm-hmm. at Tynecastle the other yeah. night. So <clears throat> kind of looks like for like with the way they play both left footed. But um, yeah, as I would rather have just you would rather have Rogic at least there just with the experience and he's scored in these games, he's played yeah. in these games, he knows how to do it. And, but you can't overlook if Callum McGregor's not playing, you know, your captain and the most one of the most experienced players in these games, then mm-hmm. it's it's really it's really, really huge, you know. Yeah. I mean, Rogic, I was just looking, he scored for Australia actually, um, in their game yesterday. But I was just I was just going off topic a minute because of that Australian team. Like they've got Aaron Moy in there, remember him? Mm-hmm. I think he was linked with Celtic at the time, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah, um, and then Jackson Irvine, remember him in the Scottish League? He was there, wasn't he? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, he, was, he was at Celtic. I, was, yeah. I know he was at Celtic when he was young, and yeah. then he kind of went out a bit. Um, and he's playing for he's playing for San Pauli now. Yeah, madness in the in the second division in Germany, I believe. Um, yeah, and then even more mental, Martin Boyle, who I thought was Scottish. Yeah. And is he's, he's, Scottish. <laughs> he's playing for Australia <laughs> and he's just signed for uh Al Fazeli in Saudi Arabia. I mean that is just madness, honestly. But yeah, it's it's int- intriguing to say the least. But I mean and then obviously there's Riley McGree as well, who we don't talk about after he didn't he didn't join Celtic in the end. Um, a snake <laughs> <laughs> but yeah last one I mean you mentioned Hadji's out for the season but I think Rangers have done amazingly well to bring in Diallo from United yeah that's a super sign and I actually couldn't believe that one just because it's it's pretty high profile you know he came in from Atlanta in Italy and it was a lot of things were expected from him um, I know he's still very young so it's still early days obviously United have a lot of attacking players in there so it's difficult to get into that team Um but he's obviously, I think now he's gonna come in straight for Hadji, so it works out for Rangers, works out for United, and it works out for Diallo. So I don't know well, if is, film... he is he a, is he a left or a right winger? Ah, wingers can play both sides these days, mate. Can he? 
Uh, <laughs> should they have Kent on the left anyway? Um, but yeah, he's and then Arebo was is probably he's been one of Rangers' best players this season, and he was all really good at the Africa Cup of Nations as well. So he's back. So yeah, definitely all to play for. It should be a good one. Do you think Rangers are the favourites? I think they have to be. Yeah, absolutely. You're sitting top of the league, unbeaten under on the Ram Brom course. So. Can't really see Celtic being favourites in that. Well, it is at Celtic Park, to be fair, but... That's a fuss for everything. Yeah, there's no Bruni as well in that midfield, so I think Celtic are weakened already, just because he's an absolute bully in these sort of games. No, do you know, like, compared to, like, last season and stuff, yeah, you would always have that kind of, like, anchor man, no logistics in there to just try and win the midfield battle. Rangers, yeah. they've got... I mean, Aribo's kind of like the gifted one that mm-hmm. like kind of goes forward, but they've always kind of got two guys in there in midfield that can just are just there to put themselves about. Yeah. Um, and, and they're really good at it. So we don't really have that this season. Um, I think Beaton will probably be playing if McGregor's out, but mm-hmm. at least on Beaton's not the kind of guy that I think like puts himself about in like a good way usually like he'll just do a daft tag and get put <laughs> sent off so I'm not I'm, 100% I'm not I'm not kind of con- he's not like a Scott Brown where like Brown kind of once he was more experienced was like smart about it you know mm-hmm. Rangers have got the players like that so but that being said like we're really creative in the midfield three so I guess we'll be looking to play pure liquid football to win this game <laughs> liquid. I mean I think if Kyle goes back then it just helps you like a hundred percent. To be honest, I want to put exactly. it out there right now that he's not going to play. And Big Geo, Big Double G is going to score a couple of goals and be <laughs> be the hero. You heard it here first a week yeah. before the game. If not, I'm sure we'll go on next week and I'll be devastated to feel if we've lost again. So yeah. um, you'll have to make up for that. We'll find out, man. But no, as we've kind of talked about. There's some huge sporting events happening this weekend and it's always really interesting to see. And we didn't even talk that the the Winter Olympics is starting next week as well, mm-hmm. which is going to be really good to watch. I'm a huge fan of the, the curling. Scotland are really good at the, the old curling, you know. Absolutely. It's all happening on the snowboarding. Everything's going on. I'm a snowboarding, aye. I'm a snowboarding man, aye. Sean White, legend. Excellent. Well, I remember, is it Muirhead that was the curling, like, ladies... Um, captain, yeah, and she, um, well, at our university in Stirling, she trained there as well. So, mm-hmm. we've seen Olympic Olympic champions before, absolutely, man. Oh, not a lot of people can say that, you know. <laughs> and I can, um, I can bench press more than her, so that's really impressive. That's unbelievable, you're saying that. <laughs> Just kidding, I'm really weak, but no, <laughs> excellent. So, um, this week, there's not going to be a countdown. For everyone that loves that, just because we talked about it and we couldn't come, we couldn't come up with an idea on what to do. So. I thought it was going to be the one you said, um, the top three unvaccinated sports people. After yeah, that's a bit too controversial for people though. So yeah, Cole yeah. Beasley, number one, shout out to Cole Beasley who plays for the Bills. He's number one, so shout out to poor Cole. But no, no countdown this week, but we'll be back next time. I'm sure we'll have a... We'll have a countdown that we can do. We'll make up for it. Make it a really good one. Absolutely. We're running low on ideas now. We're going to start repeating stuff. <laughs> but no, we're, um, I guess we should just say we're also glad to be on Spotify now as well. I mm-hmm. think it's going to make it a lot easier for our faithful that like to listen, that you don't need to sit and look at our mugs all the time. You can just yeah. listen to us. That's a good We've got the face for, We've got the face for radio anyway, so it's better with it, the cams. 
Absolutely. So no, thank you that for everybody that kind of gave us the feedback on that, and that's kind of the platform we'll be going forward with now. So appreciate that from everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We've been putting a lot of good content out there. We'll be doing more stuff, more posts to kind of interact with people. Um, I'd also like to just put out there that if anyone would like to come on and talk about anything really like if you've got a, a topic that you want to talk about and want to come on the pod just send peter i a message or you can even send a message to the the countdown twitter page as well and we'll be happy to to get guests on we've missed it we hate talking back and forth to each other by ourselves so yeah we'll be looking to get a lot more guests on so kind of look out for that but yeah thank you everybody for listening have a great weekend and we'll see you next time